0: The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans, believers, and patriots alike. You are listening to a special edition of The Grid. We've titled this series January 6th eyewitness testimony. Sean Griffin and I sat down with two individuals who attended the now infamous Trump rally. They will share their boots on the ground experience both the day of and the day before this rally, the so-called riot, aka the insurrection. This special four-part series will be released in counter to the televised congressional circus. I mean the congressional January 6th hearings. We'll be back for part four right after this. Is there a subject you would like us to cover? Please be sure to tell us by emailing us at admin at kingdompatriot.us. That's admin at kingdompatriot.us. We would love to hear from you today. This is the final episode of our four-part series, January 6th, Eyewitness Testimony. I think you've gotten a good feel for the intentional disparity between truth and the actual events versus what was reported in the mainstream media. Let's listen in as Calvert shares his final thoughts and experiences with Sean.
1: The events that the news media keeps depicting on television, when those start to take place, were you close enough to see any of that activity? Yes and no. So I saw it from a distance. First of
2: all, as we got towards the Aerospace Museum, all of our cell phones went out. Everything went out. We lost all cell phone, everything.
1: So this is before you got to your final destination where you camped out for a bit.
2: Yeah. And as we were walking from Washington Monument to the Capitol, we had already heard that Pence had already decided to not decertify. And he wrote a letter. And then right close to the Aerospace Museum, we heard that everybody had already left. The Senate had already like checked out of the building. And then, right about that time, all cell phone, everything went down. Most didn't think there was even anybody in the Capitol at all.
1: When the activities, the what the news media refers to as the riots, when the people started going in, and uh, you know, we've seen video where police officers actually opened up the barriers and let people in, and then we've got other video where people are climbing up the face of the of the wall, which seemed kind of stupid to me, because why don't she just go around? When all that started taking place, the activity that the news media keeps referring to as the riot, you were far enough away, you didn't really see any of that? You couldn't see that in any detail, right?
2: No. The crowd already thought nobody was there. What we saw was just the ocean of people there. We didn't see anybody climbing up on walls or anything, the orchestra pit, it's curved, right? So kind of like if you picture like a choir and it goes up, mm-hmm. that's the backside of the Capitol. It had had um, platforms or something set up for the inauguration that was supposed to take place later in the month. There was already scaffolding set up there. So people already up in the orchestra pit, they were there. You could see that. And then like you could see some people were trying to get outside, not on the inside. It looked like they were just trying to get up on the, the levels that were made for people to stand on, like for a choir. You could see that they were trying to get up there and they did. And everyone was like, yeah, because it wasn't like we were trying to invade anything. It was just, we were chanting, you know, about America and stuff
1: like that. And that was that. So from your perspective, how did, it, how did things wrap up? What was the instigation for you guys to call it a day? At some point, like I said, as I'm looking forward
2: towards the Capitol, it's a giant building. You have an ocean of people, red, white, and blue with flags and everything. We heard a boom. What is that? And we saw like a little puff, a tiny puff of smoke. It was like a drop in the ocean. And that turned out to be what the media filmed and made it look like it was everybody charging everywhere and and fighting all this stuff. So that was the Capitol Police or Secret Service, whoever it was that was in charge of the building. I guess that was their smoke bombs. They had let a few smoke bombs off. That was that. We didn't really know what was going on. So as we were standing there, we had to kind of force our way through to the Edge of the reflecting pond, and which was a great position because now, since all that water's in front of us, you can see a lot of things said Because remember, the people are so you can't even see in front of you. There's so many people. So what was really cool was you would have people. It was just like a movie. Like there would be different people. Uh, they would get into the reflecting pond and walk across it with a flag saying freedom. A few people as they were going across. It was so amazing. So nobody really knew what was going on. There was at least two to three million people around the Capitol on all sides from blocks and blocks and blocks, just streaming in. So we heard that there was some people got into the Capitol building and then we heard that somebody got shot. We heard Mm. that we were getting um, like Amber Alert messages on our cell phone. Remember, our cell phones weren't working. Um, saying for telling everybody to go home. And then after that, people were able to get some messages and they were saying, what's going on? You heard a war zone there. And we we're like, what are you talking about? Nobody knew what anybody was talking about. And anyway, so the mayor of Washington DC kept sending these text alerts out, telling everybody to go home by five o'clock. And so we started going home. And so as we started going home, this is what i witnessed personally so first of all you didn't see any media at all there was no media except conservative media like right side broadcasting or epic times they actually had um you know their actual equipment that you could see but all the other media was incognito they didn't have their names or labels there everybody was communicating with everybody the best they can and was trying to make sure everybody was doing everything right You know, you would hear, oh, the media is like incognito and they're trying to catch people doing stuff. And sure enough, as we were coming back up Pennsylvania Avenue towards Freedom Plaza, there was one media group sitting out there and they actually had cameras and tripods. How did the news media conduct themselves
1: during the rally there at the Capitol based on what you were able to see?
2: Conservative media was up front. They showed who you were who they were, but the mainstream media was incognito and they tried to instigate things. Everybody was telling everybody to watch out for them uh, because they're trying to catch people doing things or make people look bad. So for example, the mainstream media, they didn't have normal cameras like you would see. They were using cell phones and things like that. But this one incident where they were trying to trap people, they had the tripods and the big cameras and lights. And we walked by and I stood there and off to the side. And I actually saw that one of the main ladies, she's talking to the group, of uh, the camera people. And then she like planned and she walked away from the group. And remember, they don't have any markings on. She walked away from the group, turned her cell phone camera on and then started yelling. That's the lamestream media. Get them. Get them. That's them. They're telling lies. Get them. Get them. And she was inciting a riot, and she was part of the news. And then she stood back, and she filmed it all. And
1: that stuff was the stuff I saw in the news. And so the conservative media, they were there, they were marked, and they were just conducting themselves as normal news media then. Correct. Big contrast. Yes. Great. So the conservative media is out there where they can be seen and possibly harassed while the... Mainstream media goes undercover to try to help incite things. Wow, that's awesome.
2: And they were up close to those little incidents that happened, like the little puff of smoke. They were right there filming just that. Later, you would see other video things where people were saying, turn the camera the other way, show the crowds. The mainstream media was showing a narrative. They were making a movie story of violence They wouldn't show like the crowds of people that were actually fighting people that were trying to break windows. They wouldn't show any of that. Crowds were trying to stop people from doing bad stuff and they wouldn't show any of that.
1: So what you saw in the news media in the days following the event was a very different picture from what you experienced. Yes. Wow. The bad elements that had been running amok across city after city across the country, I understand from what you've already said, were already present, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. What did you witness during your time there with regard to January 6?
2: The Antifa group, it was known that they were going to be there dressed up as Trump supporters. We knew that they were supposed to be there with Trump hats backwards. And you could tell that there was definitely some Antifa group they had come in like full like riot gear. These were Antifa people. Those were the people. There were a few people. Most of what was going on that was filmed by these media groups were people inciting things for whatever reason. And they weren't the Trump supporters. Maybe there were some Trump supporters that got carried away. I don't know. But most of there were some bad actors in the group that weren't really there with the Trump group. And there was people witnessed it and filmed that they even dressed and changed and showed up there and tried to break into the Capitol building. So a lot of those bad actors were Antifa people, or I'm not going to say who the, all they were, but anyway, they were definitely bad actors trying to break into the buildings and people were trying to stop them. But you remember, there's, the Capitol building is very large and it's all kind of a chaotic situation because they're just there like anyone else, not knowing what's going on, trying to wait for another rally.
1: Right. So it sounds to me like uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, the, the groups that are trying to stir things up, there's something that they don't understand about the group that they're trying to stir things up with. And that is that it becomes really obvious, like the wheat and the tares that have matured, that this crowd can tell who you are and that you're up to no good by the way that you're dressing and the way that you're behaving.
2: Right, I mean, that, I right, think that is, exactly. That,
1: that is so telling because it's like it's very easy to spot um, that same group when they're in other cities rioting. Anybody with a cell phone can just pan the crowd and they can see the difference in the people. You're listening to The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. You can find us on the web at kingdompatriot.us. Join us in the fight for faith and freedom Mondays on your favorite podcast platform.
2: So we were getting a lot of kind of like word of mouth information, right? Because all of our cell phones were down. Like, so we heard about the shooting. We don't know anything about it. We heard people got in there before the shooting. We heard like there was 40 to 50,000 people in the Capitol building I don't know if it was true or not true. If this was truly a riot or insurrection, that building would have been leveled to the ground with the amount of people that were there. And there was nothing anybody could have done about it. It was not an insurrection. It was not a terrorist act, as I've shamefully heard some people refer it to. There were some bad actors, and I believe that those were people inciting things. It was a rally for justice, It was a rally for truth and for the rule of law to prevail in our elections. That's what it was there for. That's what we were there for. And we were there for to pray for God's mercy and righteousness in our country.
1: Mm -hmm. And it was patently obvious to the rest of us who are watching what this group was there to do and that there were other groups attempting to infiltrate in order to make this group look bad. Because from that point forward, Trump supporters were listed as terrorists. It was nuts. Yeah. It was completely nuts.
2: And I want to emphasize too that, like, nobody even knew, had a clue of anything, what was even going on there. Like, for example, we went back to our hotel room and we're like, well, let's turn the TV on and figure out what's going on. Like, what, what are they talking about? It sounded like a war zone. We didn't even have a clue. So they kept reporting over and over again. You know how, like, when mm-hmm. there's a big event, the news tells stuff over and over again, and they show clips over and over again. And they were talking about how the, the Trump supporters were tearing down barricades and, and doing all this. I never saw it again. This, you know, this was in the Washington area. They kept showing this one clip of this guy going near the back of the Capitol building, just ripping this like six foot high chain link fence all the way across this giant grass-filled area where that he was just ripping it all down and that they were just being so violent. But me being there that day, I can tell you that did not happen when the crowd was there because if the crowd was there, you would see the crowd and there was nobody there when he was doing that. So what happened was somebody was there ripping barricades down and doing things before the crowd even got there. If you've been in a crowd like a football, you just literally go where the crowd goes. You don't know what's going on. So literally, the crowd just walked right up to the building,
1: right up to the back of the building. Right. So that fence situation was obviously a staged moment.
2: Yes. And they, they filmed it, and they kept using it over and over that evening. But I think somebody was smart enough to figure out and stop using it because
1: there was nobody around them. Yeah. There's a couple that attended from Alaska that were interviewed on a podcast by Sean Foyt. The FBI came in, basically raided their house, and one of the FBI agents showed a picture of the lady that they were looking for, thinking that it was her. (laughs) I just thought it was really funny because she said, she looked at the picture. He said, do you see her earlobes? Okay, I would love to have earlobes like that. She does not have earlobes like me. It was very clear that the earlobes were not her. And resume. So there's been all kinds of things since then that Trump supporters have been accused of, while the news media and others try to convince the rest of us that January 6th was Insurrection Day. What a pile of poo. One last little anecdote. After we had talked previously... I listened to some conservative uh, commentators and journalists talk about what they heard on January 6th. And I realized that if they got their information about January 6th strictly from television news, they didn't get the full story. And to me, that was like going into court and the judge only allowing certain evidence against the plaintiff with no evidence allowed to defend the plaintiff. So the whole picture is going to be completely slanted. And if that's where the conservatives, the journalists and the commentators got their information from, then no wonder they think it's insurrection day. So remember the day of, there was no bathrooms
2: anywhere. It was inhumane, absolutely People, by the time we were walking to the Capitol, really had to go to the bathroom, really, really bad, and there was nowhere to go. I mean, we're talking millions of people and nowhere to go. People were finding behind some bushes or whatever. But a lot of people that ended up in the the Capitol literally went into the Capitol because they were looking for a bathroom. I even heard a mainstream media person talking about that. They were going in there trying to find a bathroom. They were asking, where's the bathrooms? And then a lot of people got pushed in there as a wave of people, you know, once a crowd starts moving, you can't stop and they just get pushed into the Capitol building. That's things that I've seen later on other videos that indicated that. So I just wanted to make that point that there was a very big need to find a bathroom for everybody out there. And it had been like eight hours in freezing cold and you had to find a bathroom.
1: That's crazy. It's like you're accused of being an insurrectionist because you had to pay. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so Calvert, thank you very much for joining us today. It is my hope that next year we can also revisit this subject and see how things have turned out since then. We want to thank you for, for joining us and thank you so
0: much for telling your story. Fellow Americans, believers, and patriots, We felt a strong conviction to share these two eyewitness accounts with you as they stand in stark contrast to the joke of the congressional hearings that have occurred. Sure, there were several hundred idiots on January the 6th that commanded the focus and deliberate attention of our communist media, but that didn't even represent a speck of dust to the true size, scope, and peaceful nature of the attendees of the January 6th, 2021 rally in Washington, D.C. Don't forget to visit our website at KingdomPatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's KingdomPatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed.